everyone. Thank you for joining us for this installment of the California Employment News, an informative video resource offered by the Labor and Employment Group at Weintraub Tobin. My name is Katie Collins, and I'm an associate in the Labor and Employment Group, and I'm joined today by partner Megan Bainbridge. Today, we will be discussing the concept of rounding time. Megan, can you describe for us what rounding is? Absolutely. And thanks, Katie. Rounding is the practice of adjusting an employee's recorded time work to the nearest preset increment for compensation purposes. For example, a policy that rounds time to the nearest sixth of an hour would adjust an 8.05 punch time to 8 a.m. and an 8.06 punch time to 8.10. Under a rounding system, employers compensate employees based on the rounded time instead of the actual hours worked. Historically, employers used rounding to an ease administrative burden of manually calculating payroll. And in California, it's long been the rule that an employer is entitled to use a rounding policy if it is both neutral facially and as applied. A policy is facially neutral if it allows time punches to be adjusted both up and down, and a policy is neutral as applied when rounding does not, on average, undercompensate employees in the aggregate over time. However, in recent years, California courts have slowly chipped away at that rule. Katie, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Donahue case and what it held with respect to rounding? Definitely. Thanks, Megan. Donahue versus AMN Services, LLC, is a California Supreme Court case. In Donahue, the company used an electronic timekeeping system to track the work hours of its non-exempt employees, and the software rounded time entries to the nearest increment of 10 minutes. If an employee began a meal period at 11.02 a.m., for example, and clocked back in at 11.26 a.m., a potentially non-compliant 24-minute meal period, the software would record the time punches as 11 a.m. and 11.30 a.m., representing a compliant meal period. The plaintiff filed a class action suit alleging that AMN services denied meal periods to non-exempt employees, improperly rounded time records for meal periods, and failed to pay the one-hour premium for non-compliant meal periods. The court held that employers may not round time with respect to meal and rest breaks. The court specifically stated that the meal period provisions of the labor code are designed to prevent even minor infringements on meal period requirements, and rounding is incompatible with that objective. Notably, the Donahue case did not decide the validity of the general rounding standard articulated in the longstanding seized candy case, which is that a neutral rounding policy is lawful. The Donahue holding was specific to the rounding of meal period punches only. Recently, a California Court of Appeal case has taken this attack on rounding one step further. Megan, can you tell us about the Camp case and what it held with respect to rounding? That's right, Katie. In Camp versus Home Depot, the company used a timekeeping system that tracked each minute worked by employees, but applied a quarter hour rounding policy at the end of each shift. The plaintiffs filed a class action complaint alleging that Home Depot underpaid its employees due to rounding. And after a trial court granted summary judgment on that claim, the Court of Appeal reversed, finding that Home Depot's rounding policy, although neutral on both its face and in application, was unlawful. There, the court stated, if an employer can capture and has captured the exact amount of time an employee has worked during a shift, the employer must pay the employee for all time worked. Katie, in light of the Donahue decision and now this camp ruling, what would you suggest employers do? The camp court was clear that its ruling was specific to the facts before it, and it was not overruling rounding of time under all circumstances, including where the actual time worked cannot be accurately captured by the employer. 
That said, the court acknowledged its ruling calls into question rounding policies and invited the California Supreme Court to provide guidance on the propriety of time rounding by employers. Given its recent rulings, we believe the California Supreme Court will be inclined to provide such guidance if provided the opportunity. Accordingly, California employers currently utilizing rounding policies should determine whether their timekeeping systems can capture all time worked. If all time can be captured, employers should seriously consider eliminating its rounding policies altogether. Remember, the Donahue decision applied retroactively, meaning employers were responsible for wages and penalties going back up to four years. There is little reason to believe a Supreme Court decision on this issue would be any different. Should an employer be inclined to keep rounding with respect to overall time, until the Supreme Court says differently, they should make sure that meal periods are not rounded. Further, employers may want to consider providing meal periods of more than 30 minutes, which start well in advance of the 5 and 10 hour mark. Providing earlier and longer breaks than legally necessary will help limit liability for late and or short breaks due to rounding policies. That's right, Katie. And that does it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. You can continue to find California employment news on our blog at the lelawblog.com and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you.